Welcome to Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith. Today we are going to be talking about Luke chapter 15. And my guest today is a friend, a current friend, a former co-worker, uh, Brian Wright. He is the Director of Development Major Gifts for the University of Northwestern and Northwestern Media. We worked together when um, when I was on the music side and we were doing development together. So, Brian, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks, Angela. I, I just, uh, I miss seeing you every day. Me too. You know, it's just we we had some great conversations together and a great team together, but I just love what God is doing through you on the faith radio side right now. Just Thank incredible. You. Well, I'm so glad that you came to have this conversation today because I always appreciated those conversations that we would have in the hall or when you would do devotions. And so I think I think this is going to be great. So let's just let's just dive right in. Sure. You know, Luke 15, I love Luke 15 because it's it's, you know, Jesus so many times talked about stories. Mm-hmm. You know, he he shared stories and that's. You know, in the development world, in the world of fundraising, it's it's so often about storytelling. Mm-hmm. So I really resonate with uh, with this three different stories, and and uh, I just love how Jesus teaches that way through stories. That's I think for for me, stories just help to get to the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And what did you feel like was kind of a theme that spanned? these three parables because we're the chapter 15 is dealing with the parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin and the parable of the lost son. Yeah. A lot of loss. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it was interesting for me to kind of roll up my sleeves on this too, because, you know, I assume I know some things and. Oh, I've read that. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. And, uh, but, but the fact that who he was talking to Mm. were the Pharisees who were kind of up in arms about the fact that, you know, here was here was Jesus now, you know, meeting and eating with, you know, the sinners and the tax collectors and everything like that. And they were just like, what's this guy doing? Mm-hmm. And uh, and in his way, he just flipped it. You know, he through these three parables, he just, you know, really got to what I think is the theme of, of this particular chapter is really just uh, – helping them and helping us as readers of this chapter to figure out where our heart mm-hmm. is. You know, um, the first one we've, we've read and there's, you know, great music that we'll, you know, hopefully talk about here later too about the 99. And right, right now I'm, I'm going to a church that actually this just came up a couple of weeks ago and, and they talked about being a church that will not be complacent with the 99, mm. they're going to be a church driven by finding the one. And I was just like, wow, that's a vision for a church. That's a vision for any follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And yet, uh, it's it's so easy to say that, but uh, this really kind of forced me to figure out where is my heart in all of this too. It's, you know, as as Jesus is talking about the shepherd who, you know, has a hundred sheep and uh, and one strays away, mm-hmm. you know, and so what's he going to do? Well, he's not going to be complacent. He's not going to say, well, you know, over time, you know, the 99 will become more than a hundred because, you know, right. say la vie, you know, 
But no, he just, he drops what he's doing. He goes after the one and the lost one. And uh, and then when he brings him back, he, you know, the shepherd puts him around his, you know, neck and just is so victorious, like, we found him, you know. And again, to be part of this church where it's like, we found the one, mm. you know. And then it's like Jesus is, I'm sure he's probably kind of looking at the Pharisees, kind of reading their hearts and seeing their reactions. He's like, okay, need to do another one. Mm. So then he talks about the the woman with the lost coin, you know, 10 coins. She loses one. She, you know, stops what she's doing, does anything she can to to find the one. And when she finds it, it's like she calls her friends. I found it. I found it. Let's <laughs> I mean, celebrate. I think we can all relate to that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, rejoice. And, mm-hmm. and, and one of the things that stood out to me was uh, she said, rejoice with me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just me that's going to rejoice, but I want you all to rejoice as well. And uh, so, again, I think Jesus is looking at the the Pharisees like, no, I still don't have these guys, so I need to do, you know, one more. And then the prodigal son, the parable of the prodigal son, just touches my heart on so many different levels, you know. But And, and again, we've we've read it. We kind of know it. But, you know, the, he's got the two sons and the younger one wants to feel his oats out a little bit. And he gets the inheritance and goes off and spends it just recklessly and lavishly on all the stuff that he shouldn't do. And he realizes, you know, when it's all gone and the famine hits, he's just destitute. He's got nowhere to go. He sees that the pigs, he's actually working then in a pig, which is a Jewish person working in a pig uh, farm, I'm in, imagining. It's like... Oh, my goodness. We have to stop there because I had never thought about that before. The pigs were unclean. Right. So to be a Jewish man right. in a pig, wow. Right. And the fact that the pigs are eating, the unclean pigs are eating better than he yes. is. It's like he he's broken. and yeah. Like he had to lose everything right. to realize what he had had. Right. And that touches on a piece for me is being cognizant and conscious of what I have. Mm-hmm. You know, where is my heart about that? And and for me, that kind of gets into, you know, later. There's so many lessons on this parable for me that touch my heart. So he he recognizes that he's broken. He wants to just go back and make good with his dad and ask forgiveness and just say, as I recall reading it, he's he doesn't say, please bring me back in, you know, as your son at the same. No, he wants to be a servant right. because the servants are even treated better right. than he was. Right. So he's where he had been. Yeah. So he just wants some he, he just is so broken and he just wants, you know, his dad to love him again and whatever way he would. So he comes back and his dad for one thing, I have a huge dad heart. I'll talk about that in a second too, but it's like his dad sees him far off. So in in my mind, that's, you know, the dad continued to look for him. Right. You know, the shepherd was looking for the lost sheep, the woman for the lost coin, the dad for this lost son. And I don't know the timing, but every day I'm sure he was looking mm-hmm. down the road for his lost son. And then he sees him and he's just like, Oh my goodness! You know, I'm I'm envisioning he's kind of rubbing his eyes. Am I really I seeing really see that? Him, right? Yeah, and uh, and then they run 
together. He runs, the dad runs after his younger son and just welcomes him in open arms. And they, you know, get the finest robes, get the ring, get the, you know, get the feast. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But then the older son who's out in the field still working away, he comes in, hears the, the music that's happening and it's like, what's going on here? And then he hears about his younger brother coming back and it's like, wait a minute, what's the deal here? I'm the one who stays and works so hard. Where's my and, feast? Yeah, where's my, where's my feast? You, you haven't even given me a goat to share with my friends, mm-hmm. let alone the fatted calf and all the, the rings and the, the apparel. You know, that older son says, no, I'm not going to participate in that. And he goes off and sulks. But his dad speaks to him. It's his dad heart. And he basically says, you have had my love all the time. You've been here. I've given you food. I've given you Mm -hmm. security. And so for me, part of that lesson with the older son too was had he kind of been complacent in recognizing all that his father had given him. And for me, that was kind of a gut check. Am I being conscious of everything that God has given to me? It was a heart thing for me with the dad, just obviously having a heart for his son as a a dad myself. The one thing, as Alistair Begg would say, what's your one thing? For me, the one thing is making sure I see my kids Mm -hmm. in heaven Mm -hmm. and now my granddaughter. Mm -hmm. I I just can't imagine what that dad must have been experiencing, not knowing he was lost. And and so I feel that. So so there's that lesson uh, for me. But but for me, it was really that older son kind of, where's my heart? Am I going to rejoice when the lost one is mm-hmm. found mm-hmm. or am I going to be kind of sulking because I'm oblivious to all the incredible things God has given me? Yep. I feel like I can relate a lot to that older son too. The, well, I've been here all the time and how come I did this? How come yeah. you didn't do that? That I go to God with that attitude more than I would like to admit <laughs> where, you know, Lord, you know, we went, when we went through infertility, you know, Lord, I had done things the way that I was supposed to do them. I felt like, you know, he was supposed to do what he was supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, hold up his end. Yeah. yeah. And that's just not mm-hmm. how it works. And because I was so centrally focused, which is easy to do because it's a painful process, I would have been missing out. I mm-hmm. could have been missing out on things. And I was missing out on attributes of him. Actually learned a lot about him in that process. Mm-hmm. Too, but yeah, I feel like I relate to the older son a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, so what would these Pharisees and these, you know, people who were, you know, just saying, so what's up with Jesus eating with all these people? You know, after hearing these three stories, you know, what must they have thought? Mm -hmm. You'd like to think that they would get it. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Obviously, you know, as the story goes on. You know, they didn't, but um, but we certainly have benefited from those three stories. Yep. And uh, it's just, it's a heart issue. One of the songs I'm listening to right now is uh, by Ryan Ellis. It's called Heart of the Father. And, uh, you know, again, being a dad, 
I relate to it so much, but it's, but it also, it talks about, um, just how God loves us so much and that all we can do is just sing praise Mm -hmm. to him. And, and it makes me think too of, of, you know, the other song, the, um, Corey Asbury's Mm -hmm. reckless love. Yeah. Yeah. That we talk about in the study. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because when that song first came out, a really good friend of ours, my my wife Polly and I, really good friend of ours said, oh, I hate that song. That's mm. that's a sacrilegious song, you know, to say that God has reckless love. And so we've talked to her several times, you know, about no, 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 it's not that he's reckless with it. He's just, he's just lavishing it mm. on there with no care in the world of of anything but just showering us in his love and i think we I, i'll speak for me i get going so many different directions over the course of a day that that i lose it i just i don't see it so so this chapter was really helpful for me to just be conscious of what God's lavishly loving me with in my family, in my work, in my the gifts and the abilities and my health. I just came from a doctor's appointment and and who knows, but <laughs> hopefully nothing bad, but you take so many things for granted. Right. And it's easy today to do that. Thank you so much, Brian, for coming and for sharing and I, I love what you pulled out of this chapter that that it's that God's love for us and that he'll go searching for us and searching and searching and searching. Yeah. And if you're listening and you feel like you're not seen by God, God sees you and he's searching for you and he wants to be in relationship with you. Would you would you pray for the person that's uh, listening? Yeah, yeah. Heavenly Father, uh, your love is just... Um, it's incomprehensible. We we just can't our our puny human brains can't wrap itself around how much you love us. And and Lord, we we ask your forgiveness for not loving you back that way. But we know, Lord, we know you are like that father looking for us down the road every single day looking are they coming back? Are they coming back? And when we do, Lord, we know you run to us. We should be running to you, but you love us so much that you are running to us. Thank you for loving us way beyond what we could try and do ourselves. So Lord, for anybody out there who's wondering about God's love or or trying to tell themselves they need to be a certain way before they turn to God, Lord, I just pray that you would wrap your everlasting arms of love around that person and carry them, hold them, run to them, Jesus, and help them to feel that, to know that, to be conscious of how much you love them, dear Lord. We ask this in your holy, precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for the Reading the Bible Together podcast. I hope you have subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss any episode. And next time, we will be covering Luke chapter 16. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, 
consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at MyFaithRadio.com. 